Welcome to the Differential Product Conversations podcast, where we try to demystify how great digital products are made by answering questions product owners have but are too afraid to ask. Well, hi, I am Colin Flynn. I'm the managing partner at Differential. We are a digital product agency and we work with a lot of product owners and product leads. I do a lot of our kind of design sprints or upfront consulting of like, how do we build digital products and working with clients to figure out the vision and the strategy. I am Drew Barantini. I am the product director at Differential. We are a smaller company, so I do wear lots of hats. And one of my main responsibilities is to be a product lead on one of our product teams. Let's start with a little bit of talking about, Drew, in your mind, what is kind of a product owner and what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, I think product owner is one of those kind of loaded terms and anything that has probably product as the prefix can be a loaded term. But I think for us, at least in our experience with what a product owner would be is somebody that understands digital products and, and an overall good understanding of the process it takes to build a digital product. They might not necessarily be technical that they can write code or do development work or design work, but they do have you know a good understanding. Strategy is a big piece of it. So knowing the business, how you balance, you know, solving user problems with business objectives, being very strategic and really just understanding like the internal politics and all the things it takes to, you know, actually move the product forward and make real changes. I guess kind of what I think as far as what a product owner is and, and the types of product owners we work with. Okay. So it's like they, they may not be where they can do design and development, but like they're also responsible for the product. They know a little bit about it. They're strategic. And then they, they understand all the business things. So as we go through them with that person in mind, I was trying to think about our approach to each of the episodes. I think the setup that we should use is one of us will set up a discussion, maybe something we heard from one of our, our product owners during the week, maybe something that people sent in to us. And let's ask a question from their point of view and then we can try to wrestle with what are the various factors at play and how do we wrestle with all those challenges? And then we can kind of discuss the trade-offs that they can make. And maybe we come to a conclusion, maybe we don't, but at least we'll address those things a little bit more than like, oh yeah, I don't know. It depends is the typical answer that most people give product owners when they're thinking about these things. And maybe we can like demystify a little bit about what that it depends means. So um, why don't we go ahead and just, jump right in. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Since this podcast is about building great digital products, I think a natural place for us to start is in discussing what are the characteristics of a great digital product. So the question for us to wrestle with is, what is a digital product and what makes a digital product great? Drew, you want to start with kind of in your mind, what is a digital product? Yeah, I think for for us at least, and maybe this is more globally uh, applicable, but that digital product is really just kind of a web or mobile application. Uh, usually you can think of it as running on your phone. So you have iOS, you have Android or a website. So you're using a web browser to interact with an application. We've come a long way from what would be called a website, which is more just sort of an static information and more into the web application realm, which is more powerful and, and meshes well with the kind of mobile applications that are out there. So I think that's probably what I would define a digital product as something digital would be a software thing. Um, and the product piece is that it is solving a problem or perform some sort of function for a certain user. That makes a lot of sense to me. So what isn't a digital product then? Yeah, I think we, I kind of touched on it a little bit. I think it's you know, marketing websites in one sense aren't really, you know, you could you could stretch and do some mental gymnastics and probably call it a digital product. But 
more just kind of informative websites that are out there. They are digital, yes, blogs, podcasts like this. Those are other things that are digital items, but I don't know if we'd really say like in the sense of what we're talking about, a digital product. So something that is a piece of software that solves a problem. You could, again, do mental gymnastics to probably make that definition fit for all of those categories. But I think it's those probably fall more in the line of not necessarily a digital product, but more you know tangentially related. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. So I have some things I want to throw at you. So I've been trying to wrestle with this question a little bit of like, what are the characteristics of, of a digital product? And I have a theory or thesis and love to kind of get your reactions to that. So I believe I kind of break it down to five categories of like characteristics. So I say they're like functional. So it works the way that you intended to work. It can do the thing I wanted it to do. The second one would be beautiful. So I think the design being aesthetically pleasing, the design doesn't get in the way of you getting the value from the functional side. The third one I would say is it's intuitive, knowing that where I am in the product and where I'm supposed to go on a certain page or screen or anything like that. Fourth one would be reliable. So it doesn't crash. It doesn't break when I'm using it. Like I can consistently get that value from it. um, And it doesn't have these big glitches or or problems with it as as I'm using it. And then the fifth one is like engaged and growing user base. I believe great digital products have users, which they should, but then like those users are actually using the product. So they're engaged and that user base is growing. Now, some startups may have huge fast growing user bases, but uh, I think as long as it's, you're gaining more users than you're losing, I think the product's great because that means people are engaging with it and getting value from it and they're solving a few user problems. So I say they're functional, beautiful, intuitive, reliable, and have some kind of engaged and growing user base. What do you think about that? I mean, honestly, I think that's probably a good summary of, you know, a limited set of things that would encapsulate all of those visceral feelings we get when we use a product. You probably don't think about like, oh, wow, this thing is very intuitive. You're probably not thinking that in your head, but you are just naturally doing things intuitively, which is proving that it is an intuitive product. So let's dive into some examples then. Drew, what are some of your favorite kind of digital products and we can kind of wrestle with? them and test the waters of, are they software? Are they product adding value? And then how do they fit across these kind of characteristics maybe a little bit? Yeah, I think like probably the the major ones that you can think about that fit into these categories or have large user bases that are very popular, obviously, and fit, you know, in this category, I would think this would be, you know, social media sites. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter would fall in that category as well, where these are, you know, large digital products, I would say, you know, we could probably all argue on the merits of the five different characteristics of these fitting all of them, but I do think they kind of fall generally in that category. Google or just google.com or Google searching is a product that solves a massive problem. It's existed for a very long time. Um, and then, you know, you have more kind of niche, smaller ones like, you know, Notion is a new newer one that's been built um, in more modern web technologies. That's just for, you know, taking notes online and Basecamp product, project management software, Todoist, to-do management, uh, GitHub is another big one. Um, and a lot of times, I think for me, everybody probably has one of those characteristics that sticks out the most to them. Reliability is a huge one and, in, you know, being intuitive. So if I, I know the tool will be there and it'll make sense when I use it, that's what usually matters the most to me. Being Obviously being functional and beautiful and having a lot of people using it helps. But I was just always surround kind of the, you know, intuitive nature and the reliability. Yeah, I would add to that list. Some of the ones that I, I think about are like really functional ones. Like I love that it gives me utility. So I think like banking applications are typically really good. Like I used to have to go into a branch and now I can do 90% of my transactions from my phone. 
I think about those as like utility good apps. And the beautiful is like, it just has to pass the bar for me, um, but it definitely can't break. It has to be reliable. And then I like the other ones of like, if you're into sports or athletics or things like that, like RunKeeper or Strava for bike riding, running, cycling, like just tracking that, using that technology in a way that can be like, oh, I get analytics that I didn't have before. Um, there's some functional benefits there. And then both of those kind of products have been kind of beautifully designed. So any other ones, that, any other niche ones that really you, you're kind of loving right now? I think what's interesting about this is that your know, characteristics, like beautiful is one of those that I have some apps that I've used in the past where no one would objectively call it beautiful, but it's so functional and works so well that I tend to kind of get over that. And obviously beautiful is a hugely subjective term. So something might that's beautiful to one person might not be beautiful to another person. So sometimes functional beats that out, which I think that again, this is why those characteristics, the weight of them for each person falls differently for that. But there's yeah, there's all sorts of apps that I think fall in that category where yeah, they could probably use a fresh coat of paint, so to speak, but they work so well and they're so reliable that you tend to not, you know, it's it's kind of like Craigslist might be a good example of something that would fall in that category where it's like, you know, there's thousands of dribble redesigns of Craigslist and all of this, and they just kind of kept the same. And it's like, well, you know how to use it and it works and no one's going to call it beautiful, but it works. So, you know, I think that one kind of fits in there. And there's probably other ones that um, I've come across that fall into that same sort of category, which is nice. You know, it's like we use those characteristics just as like kind of levels of them. Like they're each person is different and how they weight those. And like you've been talking about, but also it's like, oh, there, there are probably different levels of like, how much do you need to do? And like, probably in the life cycle of a digital product, like you need to focus on different ones, like early on in the cycle, like reliability may not be a thing because you're just launching it for the first time. But like, once you're in a bigger production state and you have lots of users, like that becomes one of the most valuable factors that you need to do. And it, to start MVPs and stuff, need to just have be functional. It needs to do the thing that <laughs> it's set out to do. And can can you actually do that? So, uh, yeah, I like that. So, in summary, I'd say like great digital product, meaning it's it is digital. So it's software. It's a product. It's solving some kind of problem or pain point that people have. And then we've discussed these kind of five characteristics of functional, beautiful, intuitive, reliable, and having an engaged and growing user base. Thanks for listening. As always, we want to hear from you. So please reach out and give us your questions and challenges, and we will try to address them on a future episode. You can reach us at podcast at differential, or you can find us on Twitter at at the differential.